0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Well, good morning, church. How are you today? Good to see you out, and uh, yes, and we want to welcome those that are watching online as well. We welcome those of you watching online church, and those of you that are here gathered. We are excited because, as Kristen said, it's Pentecost Sunday, and um, Pentecost is a holiday in which we commemorate the coming of the Holy Spirit on the early followers of Jesus. Pentecost means 50. 50 days after Passover, it was the day that the church was established. So we celebrate this every year, 50 days after Passover, Pentecost Sunday. Because Jesus knew the early church would need something more than just our natural power, they would need supernatural power to do the work of the ministry. And as we started this last week, um, that we talked about our need for the Holy Spirit in our life, the need of the Holy Spirit every single day, every single moment. We know there's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that's the Trinity. We've taken our text from Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, and it says, When the day of Pentecost came... They were all with one accord and in one place. One accord, one place, one heart, one mind. You know that there were, there were over 15 different nations that were represented on the day of Pentecost coming together. People of different beliefs and upbringing came together seeking the same thing. And there was an explosion of God's power that day, Acts chapter 2. You know, there's a substance called magma beneath the surface of the earth. It's, it gets very hot. There's gas in the magma that bubbles up, and as the heat rises, it puts pressure on the molten lava magma. So if the rocks in the volcano press it down enough, it stays contained. But when the pressure of the heat rising in that is more than the pressure of the rocks pushing down, it explodes into the atmosphere. It is like the Holy Spirit who enters our life at the moment of salvation that we welcome God in to save us, that the Holy Spirit comes and ministers to us. But when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, He erupts in our life and out of our life to change the world. Are we changing our world? Are we doing what God has called us to do? And the way that we can do that is through the work of His Spirit. I want that for me. I don't know if you, how about you or you're hungry for that today. Are you hungry for a deeper work of God in your spirit? That there's something in you today that's hungering just a little bit more. Sometimes what I do is, I said this last week, I think we create this safe, contained version of Christianity many times that fits into a nice, I go to church, I try to be a better person version of the world. That's not the kind of thing that Jesus really taught his disciples about. He said, look, you can't do life without the Holy Spirit erupting from inside of you. Because if you're just doing it on your own, you're not going to have enough strength to do what I've called you to do. And you're going to need something more. And so I'll say if you're a dad in the room like me, you need something more to raise your family. Can I hear an amen? If you're a parent, if you're navigating through life as a single person, a college student, you need something more to face the challenges of life. More than just your good ideas. You and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Not just for you, but for those that are around you today. Those that are in your world. That is, this is a big part of what God is trying to do and accomplish through us. That He wants to overflow His presence and His power in our life. We read that on the day of Pentecost, 120, including the disciples, were in the upper room and they heard this sound that entered the room like a violent wind blowing, and there were flames of fire that came to rest on each one of them as a symbol of the Holy Spirit that day. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All of them were filled and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit Enabled them. There was an eruption that came out verbally out of their lips as they gathered together. Now, understandably, this topic of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is very vast. And uh, maybe you've heard a lot of messages on it. There's a lot of good reading material out there on it. But I want to let you know that in this, tongues is an unlearned language that comes from heaven. It may be a known language, but it is unlearned. It's the language of the Holy Spirit. So it's Holy Spirit inspired language. Peter preached the gospel and a whole bunch of people got saved on what we call the day today of Pentecost, the birthday of the church in Acts chapter 2. There was another event that happened in Acts where Acts chapter 10, there's an Italian soldier's house. They go to it named Cornelius. They believed at that time that Christianity was mainly only for Jewish people. They weren't even sure that Gentiles, non-Jews, could be saved. But Peter, out of a vision, goes to Cornelius' house. And he shows up, and he begins to preach to them. And as, as he's preaching to them, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised or the Jewish believers who had been with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. They heard an eruption of them speaking in tongues and praising God. I love this in Acts chapter 19 and verse 6. It says, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. There was something that happened in Cornelius's house where they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and there was an outward evidence of it. Also, you see in this where Paul was with a small group of people. He really asked them, he says, what do you know about this Christianity thing? They said, well, we don't know a lot. But he kept asking a question, have you received the Holy Spirit when you believe? And they said, we don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. That's pretty honest, right? And Paul placed his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. You know, growing up, uh, my mom and dad were pastors for lots of years, and growing up underneath their ministry, I heard my dad preach a lot of messages on the Holy Spirit and on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was raised in a Pentecostal church, some of God church, just like this. And being raised in it, I heard messages, and there was times I was very young in my thinking and didn't have a full understanding that I was a bit skeptical as well. And I think that's just part of it, even when you're younger, trying to understand it, and some, even when you're older, you're still trying to understand it. But I, through it all, I had to take a step back and say, you know what, this is in the Bible. And I had to admit that. It's, it's throughout the book of Acts. And I've given you a couple verses here, but there's a whole lot more as you keep reading through the book of Acts on how the Holy Spirit came and fell on believers and they spoke with other tongues. Every time that there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, something came out of them verbally. That is how we see it time and time again throughout the book of Acts. There was an eruption that helped them on their journey in God's supernatural power that needs to be released in the world. Don't you think that as the hour that we are living in, that we need an eruption of the Holy Spirit released into this world like never before? Amen? Amen? That we needed to come out and we needed to come forth in this hour as the church and what He's called us to be. So I'm going to talk to you today about some things in relation to the Holy Spirit. And um, maybe you've come today and you're stirred in your spirit as you hear a message like this. Some some may say, "I don't even know why I came today. This seems a little weird." Well, just hang with me, right? As we come. And uh, some of you, you're like, you know, I've been coming here for a while and maybe never heard much about this. But today, I just want to talk about this coming from the understanding of how the Holy Spirit wants to fill your life today. We know from Scripture that the Holy Spirit, as we said last week, enters the life of a person at the moment they believe in Jesus that it makes us spiritually alive. That's what the work of the Spirit does. A person, when they come to Christ, they ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins, and at that moment, the Holy Spirit enters our life, and we are born spiritually, and we are spiritually alive. And as an outward expression of that, yeah, we get baptized in water. That's a declaration that we are followers of Jesus. And then, as we're talking about today, on Pentecost Sunday there's the second experience with the Holy Spirit that we call baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we, and, and we look at this, and we, when we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our life, and when we ask Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit, there's a stirring. There is an activation of the Holy Spirit's work within us. You know, if I had a can of soda up here, which I didn't bring today, thanks, you'll probably thank me for that, and I shook it up, and I popped it, It would explode everywhere, right? That is what happens when the Holy Spirit is inside of us and it's stirred and it is activated, that there is an explosion of God's power that comes out of us. I think a lot of reasons why, as we talk about this subject, that many people get a little nervous, little people get, well, what's really happening? But I want to relate this, how Scripture relates this today, that you see When we have the Holy Spirit active in our life and through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there is a partnership with the Holy Spirit that takes place as well. The Holy Spirit, He doesn't just act upon us. He acts upon us and then we act with Him. And that requires our response to Him. We act with the Holy Spirit in faith and something powerful happens in us. Sometimes We maybe want to avoid this topic altogether. I don't talk about the Holy Spirit. That just seems weird and all of that. But I'm telling you here today that I'm excited as I get to come and share the Word of Christ with you today on the Holy Spirit. Amen? That when you have the evidence of the Holy Spirit in you, you will never want to go back. But I want to talk about this because I hoped inside of this that this will stir a hunger in you for more of the Holy Spirit to work. But the partnership that I want to talk to you today is the partnership with the Holy Spirit determines, I'm going to talk about three things. There are more. Number one, what is restored in me? Jude chapter 20, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. As you look at this, there's a partnership that God has with us through His presence. The Holy Spirit, how many of you know as we partner with Him, how many of you know the Holy Spirit is the greatest healer in the world through the... Jesus Christ, amen. He knows what you've been through. He, he knows your pain today. He, he knows uh, what's going on inside of you. He knows the struggle today. And in, in the work of the Holy Spirit, Jesus described it as living water. He talked to the woman at the well who had five broken relationships, now on another horrible one. He said, I want to give you water to the drink that will quench the thirst of your soul forever. The Holy Spirit is the living water that works on the inside of us way down deep in our spirit to heal the broken places today. Maybe you're broken today and you're needing an inner work of the Holy Spirit and you need something restored in you. This is a great opportunity to welcome the Holy Spirit deep inside of you. Sometimes we go to counseling or we read books or we do positive things. They are great. They're very helpful, and I encourage you to do that. But I want to tell you, there is something that the Holy Spirit can do within you that no counselor, book, or program can do for you, but the Spirit of God can in a moment. He knows you better than anybody else. When you begin to worship or you pray in your prayer language, you, you begin to activate the Holy Spirit in your life, it, it's like He's working deep into the soil of your soul to begin a healing, and an inner healing. Jesus said, that's my living water that wants to come inside of you. It's kind of like, you know, you get a cut or abrasion on your skin, and you want to clean it and get the infection out. Well, you put hydrogen peroxide on it, right? You put it on there, and in just a moment, it begins to bubble up. It goes to places in the wound where there, a healing process needs to take place. It cleans it from the infection, and the Holy Spirit does that on the inside of us as well. He begins to bubble up inside of us and begin to heal the hurts that need to be restored in us. So he starts healing, and he's going to restore broken places. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here right now, even while I'm speaking, to heal the broken places of your life today. A deep work. And then partnership with the Holy Spirit determines, number two, what is revealed to me. Here's what John 14, 26 says. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Things revealed to you. You know, there's a device that we, most of us have probably used before. It's called a thumb drive on your computer. You understand with a thumb drive, right, you put it in your, your computer You download files, you take it to another computer, you upload files. You transfer the information. The Holy Spirit has a divine thumb drive. It plugs into the database of heaven, and there's information that God has that you and I need to know. How many of you know there's information that God has that you and I need to know? Amen? Because we don't know it all. And it's like that through the work of the Spirit of God that he's downloading the things into our spirit today that you and I desperately need. And if we don't get it, we're not going to have the understanding we need. Sometimes we need, just need the Spirit of God there to rest assured, say, hey, I'm going to give you peace that you could never have on your own. Here's joy you could never produce on your own. Here's strength that you can't have on your own. There's something about the partnership with the Holy Spirit that reveals things to us that we can never learn or study by ourselves. It's not about performance of some spiritual act. I'm not talking about performance here. I want you to understand there's a partnership that the Holy Spirit wants to have with you. I need the Holy Spirit in my life and so you as well. I need Him. He comes to restore. He comes to reveal. And then partnership with the Holy Spirit determines number three, what is released through me. Acts chapter 19 and verse 11 says this, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. Extraordinary miracles. So the desperation of your cry begins to stir something in you and you, you obey what God has called you to do, and that's really the beginning of that partnership that the Holy Spirit wants to release through us. Acts chapter nine, 19, we just read about in Ephesus, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the result then was Paul and the community of faith saw extraordinary miracles happen. That power from God to see answers to prayer and miracles that needed to be released. You see, the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit was given for one reason that was to give them power to prove that Jesus was alive. And not a confusion comes around this topic. I'll be the first to admit that growing up as a, in Pentecostalism. There's a lot of confusion that comes. And we shouldn't, and we don't have to be confused, because the word of God clearly lays out what the Holy Spirit is for. Some people will teach you, well, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the miracles and the age of miracles, that was just something that happened back in Bible times and ended a long time ago. That was just for the apostles. It isn't even for us today. But here is my challenge. If you've been taught this or you believe that, my challenge is to you, where do you find that in Scripture? Because there's no Bible verse anywhere that says that it has ended. Here's another thing that doesn't even make sense. The Holy Spirit was given to prove the power of God that Jesus is alive. There's 7 billion people who are alive on planet Earth today. 5 billion who do not know the least about Jesus, doesn't, don't even have an understanding. We understand in Christmas and Easter, we know Jesus is the primary focus because he came, people came to observe the manger. People came to see the empty tomb. But in Pentecost, the church is the prominent Focus, And instead of coming and seeing, it's about going and telling. That is what the day of Pentecost represents, that you and I are called to go and tell others about Jesus. You just heard from this last week. I just read this in our Assemblies of God world missions. The Pentecostal church in Ukraine is growing exponentially right now. Even in spite of war and the killings and the evil, there is a great spiritual hunger in our world today. In Poland, revival has broken out among Ukrainian refugees at this moment. In spite of the death and in spite of the things that are going on and the evil in our world, the Holy Spirit is alive and he is moving on the nations of the earth today. I think that we need the power to prove the resurrection now just as much as we did back then. I think that people more than ever before want to hear the message of Jesus Christ and that there is real proof and that comes through the power of His Spirit. That we desire for God to move in and through us. That's what happened in the book of Acts. That's what we are called to live in in the New Testament church in this hour. You know we talked last week that Jesus said you will receive power, supernatural power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It's why we need that power and why? Because you will be my witnesses and you won't be afraid to talk to other people about Jesus Christ and you won't be afraid to pray for somebody in boldness that needs a miracle, that God will work through you to touch people. That's what God wants us to have. Listen, if we only want that in this room then it will die in this room are you with me if you only want it in the room it will die in the room god's called us not only to want his power here but it's to take his power out the doors of this church so that we can use it to boldly witness for him and boy we live in an hour where people need jesus more than ever before That's God's desire for you and for me to touch us. And that it won't stop with us, but it'll be released through us. God wants to give you a boldness today. Listen, if we talk about the book of Acts and we only view it as a Bible study, we've missed the point completely. God does want us to have information. He does want us to have knowledge. He wants us to understand His Word. Oh, absolutely. But if we have knowledge, if we have understanding, but we don't have application, then we've missed the point. Amen? You know, I I remember, and many of you heard this story, but I say because it's my story, and you have a story too. I remember at 16 years of age, there was an evangelist that came and preached on a Sunday night at my dad's church, and he spoke about what I just spoke about today on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit. He wrote a number of books on it. But I remember as I sat there at the end of the preaching, got done, and he welcomed anybody forward, and uh, an attitude of prayer that was there that night. That I sat in the pew. How many of you remember pews? It wasn't a chair there, the pew. I remember sitting there, and I really didn't want to get up. It was like this, this wrestling match was going on within me. I, I know it. And I was like, I don't know. But it wasn't long. that I just felt so compelled that I knew this message was right, and I knew this message was for me, and I needed to respond to it. And it's in that moment that, yeah, there were other people. That, yeah, I mean, you know, if you ever had the experience, you never forget that experience. You never, You never forget it. But I felt God's Spirit drawing me out of my seat that night. And yeah, I had questions. I I didn't understand everything about the Holy Spirit. I still don't. But I remember I got out of my seat to respond, and I came forward, and I came, and I just lifted my hands and just began to worship Him, began to praise God with those who were around me. And as I was praying, I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit come on me in such a strong and a powerful way. That's another thing you'll never forget. When the Holy Spirit comes on you in such a powerful and a mighty way, you'll, you'll never forget it because it's real to you. And I just lifted my hands, and it wasn't long that as I was praising the Lord, I just began to speak in tongues. And it was that night that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing experience. And in uh, I want to say to our young people in the room that Hey, I hope that you're hungering for the work of the Holy Spirit no matter what age you are. Amen? That, that you would continue to hunger for Him to be full of the Holy Spirit. And for the old alike in this room, I, I, I hope some of you may feel, well, this message maybe makes me feel a little uncomfortable. It's okay, it's okay. Hey, man, if you're a, uh, you're a believer in Christ, you believe in the virgin birth, don't you? You gotta have quite a mind to believe that and believe in that. That's what the work of the Spirit does, right? It's a deeper work. You're like, wait a minute. God came to move upon us in a supernatural way, and He uses the Holy Spirit to do that in our midst. I want to encourage you today that you would just lean in and draw closer to the work of the Spirit, because we're going to have a time of prayer. We'd love to lay hands on you. Maybe it's a greater infilling today. I'm not sure. Maybe it's restoration you need in your spirit. We talked about being restored, the brokenness. Maybe it's a a greater revelation today. God wants to reveal himself through. Maybe it's a, a greater release of his presence and his power out of your life that when you walk out of here, you will be changed. We'd love to do that with you today and agree with you. Some of you said, I've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We'd love to pray for you as well. We had a number of people come forward in the first service to receive prayer, and we're going to do that again. But listen, I want to just say the best way for that to happen is just to come with an open heart. God, I just want everything that you have for me right now. I want you to overflow my life with the living water today release yourself through me so that I can touch a lost and dying world. That's what he wants to do in this moment. And so I just want us to come. Are you hungry beyond words? Are you hungry beyond words today for the life of the Spirit? I'm just going to ask everybody in this place, would you stand to your feet? And before the worship team sings, what I want us to do if you feel comfortable today, would you just take a moment and would you just lift your hands to the Lord, this sign of surrender, and just begin to praise him and begin to thank him for who he is. Just to oh, remember, the Holy Spirit works verbally in our life. He works verbally. So he needs something to work with, and that's us just praising God and us just lifting our voice and us just proclaiming the goodness of who he is. Thank you, Lord. We we worship you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord thank you, Jesus. Restore in us. Reveal yourself. Release yourself in us. Even now, Lord God, thank you, Lord, for coming and moving in our lives and moving in this place. Lord, today, we thank you for it. Worship you, Heavenly Father. We give you the glory in this moment, oh Lord, that you would touch us with the presence of your Spirit. We are hungry beyond words for you, oh Lord. Hungry for you. So in this moment, maybe some of you say, you know what, I want somebody to agree with me in prayer. Would you take a moment, would you step out of your seat, and we'll be here to lay hands upon you today. Would you take a moment and step out and not miss this moment where the work of the Holy Spirit is here, wants to fill you today, wants to empower you, baptize you new today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.